Joining us now, News Talk Zebby Chief Political Reporter Jason Walls. He's covering the National Party AGM. Jason, welcome to the program. Judith Collins says the next election is easily winnable. Were there chuckles when she said that, or is that a fair comment? No, it's it's fair to say that the base, the people that were at the AJM, were um, pretty confident that they could. She gave a speech that was basically talking about the roadmap to victory in the next election and outlined seven points where she says that the National Party need to be focusing on to win. And those points included um, getting more wage inflation for people. That means more money in back people's back pockets and, and things like focusing more on tech. And there was actually quite a lot to do with mental health in the conference and a lot of the delegates and some people from some supporters talking about the how important that is to the party and to its roadmap as well but no they Collins is energized and seems so is the base one of the things she um, is quoted as basically saying that it's easily winnable if national sticks together did, did David Carter miss that memo well, he must have, because on the one hand, you've got Judith Collins talking about how this staying together, this unity is so important to national going forward. But at the same time, you've got David Carter calling and briefing journalists on why he left the National Party board. And essentially what's happening is he's said that there was, well, we don't know what happened behind the scenes, but he's come out and said that as long as Peter Goodfellow, who is the current president and who has just got reelected, remains in that role, um, he doesn't want to have anything to do with them. He doesn't have faith in the board. Um, so that really stole a lot of focus from what is clearly Collins wants to be focusing on, which is unity. But, but in saying that, you know, on the one hand, you could dismiss this as sour grapes from David Carter. On the other hand, Peter Goodfellow has been in the gig for more than a decade. He presided over the last election result of 25.6%. And more crucially, the selection process of some dud candidates. So isn't it, isn't it a surprise that he's got the backing of the party? Well, Peter Goodfellow, the thing that he's been quite good at and continues to be quite good at is fundraising. He's um, brought a lot of money in to the National Party over the years. And when you're in opposition, I mean, that's the thing that you need almost almost as much as votes is money to keep things going. And I think that is a strong position for him to be in. Um, and he will be telling people that as well. But um, he's basically saying that, listen, I've got a job to do and I'm going to do it um, and uh, focusing on the election going forward as well. So, um, what what do you th- what do you think uh, was motivating Carter? Really, he says it's not sour grapes, but as soon as you say it's not sour grapes, I guess it sounds like sour grapes. Mm. Yeah, well, he um, obviously a former speaker, so he has been hasn't been very vocal in what we think are his issues on the board. But it is to do with things like those um, dud candidates that you've they've talked about and have been a real mess within National has really brought the party down as a whole. Um, his mantra was essentially that he would help preside over a new era in terms of ways that they can fix those issues. So that would be though, and obviously now he's not on the board at all. He doesn't see any point in staying. So, so when it comes to things like the demand the debate campaign, how much does somebody like Peter Goodfellow have to do with that? How much influence does he have on those kind of strategies? Not a lot. He That is more of a, and excuse the very um, Wellington-focused terminology, but that's a very operational sort of thing for the party. So it's Judith Collins and her caucus. Of course, there would be some direction from the top, from the board, but the board focused more on sort of high-level governance things rather than sort of more micro-level policy and media points that the National Party want to be hammering. So, so any mention of Aotearoa today? 
Yeah, quite a lot. In fact, one of the the, the key platforms to the um, the seven pillars that they've said um, going into the next election was um, having the the Treaty of Waitangi as the the founding document of this country and um, staying true to that. So basically, the rhetoric going up to the the conference and the the talk in the conference um, itself were actually quite divorced of each other because we had these talks about having a referendum around having Aotearoa as New Zealand's name essentially, but there was really none of that um, at the conference itself. In fact, they they did the Maori national anthem. There was, um, um, yeah, it, there was. I, I thought it was. I don't know, light and dark, really. Well, do you think it's been a? Because sometimes conferences can get headlines for the wrong reasons. I mean, it's probably unfortunate. David Carter's uh, stolen a little bit, although that might not last long. Do you think overall it's been a positive? conference for national moving forward or a good one for Judith Collins because I hear her say, you know I've got long questions sorry but I hear her saying you know that she's definitely going to be as, as sure as the sun comes up that she's going to be leading at the next election um, what do you reckon was it a good conference for her yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, look, we're two years away from an election and it's a national party conference of a, a, a political party that's not in power. Everyone's going to forget about this in a couple of weeks. So they didn't make any policy announcements. So it was rather forgettable in terms of the speech, in terms of from journalist point of view, because we're always looking for the new thing. But un unfortunately, there was no policy announcement per se, um, more of this roadmap. Um, so I think that she'll be happy that it, her speech came across well. And in fact, there are a, a number of speeches before hers, um, people that have been really impacted by things like um, mental health and suicide that were really actually quite fantastic speeches and were really quite moving. Um, but the the speech itself was, yeah, more of a roadmap. But the David Carter stuff has kind of undone a lot of what the focus Collins would have been wanted to be on. The introspection required of oppositions to get the humility to get back into power, w was that there at all? There was a lot of optimism. Um, there was a lot of... They're not navel-gazing, that's, that's for sure. They're actually actively looking into the future and what it is that they can do to better themselves and to come out of this more united. But that's exactly what it needs to be. There needs to be a lot of um, a united front. And that really wasn't helped by the fact that somebody on Twitter had um, leaked a screenshot between themselves and Chris Bishop talking about the conscience vote, where he basically said what we've all kind of known to be true anyway, is that um, he wished he could have voted the other way, but he was constrained by caucus, and somebody's leaked that to Twitter. So that's just another thing that's really kind of distracting from the narrative that Collins would have wanted us to be really weaving this weekend. All right, thank you very much. From the National Party, AGM happening in Monaco as we speak. That's Newstalk ZB Chief Political Reporter Jason Walls.